Hi everybody and welcome to Word Affinity, a podcast which has everything to do with words. I'm your host Sarah Singh Bisht and today's episode is about tier ranking our favorite books. Yes, I said we because I have some special news. So I recently got a co-host and today is our first episode together. So I would like to welcome Dia Mehta to Word Affinity. It's so great having you here. It's great to be here too. I am so excited to be a part of Word Affinity. Hi, I'm Dia. I'm a writer, reader, mental health advocate, history junkie, and now I'm a podcast host. So as Sarah already told, we are going to be ranking our favorite books and placing them in a tier list, as you can see from the screen, that we made from this website called Tier Maker. Um, so we have the list right here and we each have our top five favorite books. We're going to start to talk a little bit about the book and why we like it, then rank it in the list. Let's start. So my first book is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. It's a terrific book. I just love it. From the name, it just seems like one of those guy from poor family, girl from poor family has a mother who wants her to marry the rich guy book, but... It's far away from that cliche boring plot that every second 19th century book has. First of all, it's a classic and people still read it, so there must be something in it that is timeless. Second, the main character, Elizabeth Bennet, is an amazing, marvelous, brilliant person. She's clever, brave, intelligent, surprisingly progressive for her time, and just like a normal human being. Jane Austen didn't portray her as a perfect gentle lady, but like a person who makes mistakes and has problems. And that is why she is one of the most memorable characters I've ever read about. Also, Austen's delineation of middle class life then is outstanding, and every person of the Bennett family has weight in their personalities, even when they are doing things that are stupid or worth and worthless, and I find that type of expressive writing really great. If you want to know more about Pride and Prejudice, I have done a review on the book in one of my earliest episodes, so you can check that out. I have linked it down in the description below. So, um, yeah. So, where would you put Pride and Prejudice? We have got, I forgot to mention this, we have a literary masterpiece. Really something to go down in history. Um, an icon, just something that we absolutely love. Then we have like more of a reading slump, like it'll, it's it's definitely really good. You won't be able to put it down. And then in the green, the last category, it's like, it's it's not like the best thing we've ever seen, but it's definitely worth a read. I guess I'll put it in the second tier. She's an icon because I have a lot of books that I can put in literary masterpiece, so. Yeah, me too. Um, Okay, for my book, very different from Pride and Prejudice, um, is The Selection. So this is one of my favorite dystopian fictions I have ever read. It is like a perfect mix of The Bachelor and The Hunger Games. So basically, The Selection takes place in a futuristic society where everyone is sorted into castes that are numbers from one to eight. And these numbers decide what career you're going to get into. So like, for example, a five is considered an artist, a one is considered a royal, and eight is considered like homeless or a drug addict. And the two main characters in the story are Maxon, who is a prince, and America, who is a girl, who is a five. 
and Maxon decides to hold a selection to find a wife. This selection consists of 12 girls chosen at random, and they all must compete for Maxon's love. I don't want to spoil too much of the book because it's absolutely amazing, and I think everyone should read it. But it's the perfect romance book for people who love, like, grand gestures of love and, like, morally gray characters. There are also four books and a couple of novellas, which are told from different perspectives of different characters. This is one of my all-time favorite books, and I'm so excited when they make a TV show based on these books. Um, this actually sounds really cool. I I should read this, actually. You definitely should. As I said before, they're also going to make a Netflix show about that, so I'm very excited. I think I would put it in... I think I'm in love, because it's pretty... It's a really great book, but it's definitely not groundbreaking or like life-shattering. So my next book is definitely life-shattering for me. I don't know about others, but it's really good. So it's The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Duma. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's something like that. And it's my all-time favorite novel because... Why? Because it has everything. So what do you need more than a book? Anything, you don't need anything more than a book that has an imprisonment, forgery, Bonapartes, smart abbeys, imprisoned for predicting the future, ignorant sailors turned into intellectual clowns, faking one's death, hidden treasure, mass poisoning, mass murder, Roman bandits, a myriad of pseudonyms ranging from Sinbad the sailor to Monte Cristo, decoy father and son. Runaway wives, runaway sons, runaway husbands, runaway daughters, runaway grandfathers, tailors getting fresh and diamonds, Arabic slaves, a guide to save gardeners from dough mice who are eating their peaches, and infanticide. Um, but don't worry, no kid was buried alive. Well, the kid was buried, but it didn't die. Does that make sense? I don't know. But... Um, TCOMC, it's a daunting 1200-page read, but I promise you, it's worth it. It's the whole package, so the book starts as a thriller, becomes a high-end revenge soap opera in the middle, and finishes off as a murder tale. I also did an episode on Dante's Revenge, so if you haven't read the book and want to hear my views on it, go check that out. The link's in the description. Now, for this book, I don't have any choice other than to rank it in the top tier, because... It's a soap opera and a murder mystery. There's no other possibility. That just sounds really amazing. I was having a hard time keeping up with all the different components. And I was like, oh my gosh, will it ever end? It's huge. Going to read that. So my book is Eleanor and Park. And it's an amazing romance, except it, it, unlike the selection, it is contemporary fiction. So this book, was a complete surprise. I had to read the book for English class and I was not extremely excited. However, the cover looked plain and it just seemed really underwhelming at first. The characters felt underdeveloped. However, by the end of the book, I was sobbing and I finished all 500 pages in one day. The story is about two teenagers in, Neba in, in Nebraska who are considered outcasts. They are completely polar opposites. Eleanor is this chubby girl with bright red hair. She's very fiery, and Park is a shy Korean boy. 
but they end up sitting beside each other on the bus and bonding over cool music and comic books. I truly did not expect this book to be one of the best written pieces of modern literature I have ever read. We all have that one book that's like our comfort read and you just come back to it every single time. You're happy, you're sad, you just want to feel something. And this is definitely my book. I have read it over five times and each time I only end up liking it more. So I would say I would put it in She's an Icon. This looks like a great book, so I guess I'll also read it because it looks really comforting. So, because my comfort books are, they are, they are not comfort reads at all, but for me. So, the next books that I want to tell you about, those are my comfort reads. Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling, but I guess they are not comfort reads for everybody because it's not even comforting to read them but I don't even have to tell you why these books are great because I feel I, I, I've read I've talked a lot about Harry Potter on this podcast so I don't need to tell but just three things that made this one of the greatest series ever written is a black-haired bespectacled boy was stalked by a noseless guy a red-haired chess prodigy and a bushy-haired walking encyclopedia amazing books I guess I'll put them in I'll guess I'll put them in I think I'm in love because I think they'll go in the middle because I guess I'll put them in she's an icon. Yeah, I definitely think they're an icon. I think this is like the book that got everybody into reading. It's yeah. Like it's your first love. It's what helps you fall in love with literature. And even though a lot of people think it's silly, it's it's just absolutely amazing. I don't know why we put the cursed child as the picture because it definitely is not on the same level, but that that's a great Yeah. Um, so now, now my next book is Akatar. Now Akatar is definitely more mature. It's become incredibly popular on booktop. So if you're on social media at all, you've probably heard of this book at like length and you already know like everything to know there is. But if you've never heard of this amazing series, it's about three human sisters and they're brought into the fairy land of Prithian for murdering a fairy. And it's full of steamy romance and it's much more for mature readers. I would caution readers because the first book is very tolerable. Like I read it when I was nine years old. However, the later books become much scarier and fuller of inappropriate scenes that are better for like 15 to 16 year olds. But it's absolutely amazing, and it's very much like Harry Potter, but for older readers. And it's by Sarah J. Mass, who is one of the current most popular authors for young adult fiction. Now, I would probably put it in... I don't think I could call Akatar a literary masterpiece. So I think I'll put it in, I think I'm in... Actually, yes. No, sorry. We'll get you out of a reading. Um, I've heard of Sarah J. Maas even though I'm not on social media so that just shows how popular she is she is like pumping out books every two years yeah she's like the modern Enid Blitton so she has a lot of books I guess yes so my next book is Little Women by Louisa May Alcott and I think everybody has heard about this 
and I am in love with this book. It's one of the best things to ever come into existence because Jo March, she is everything I've ever wanted to be. So Little Women is the most perfect piece of feminist literature ever and which I love. And even if it was written 50 years ago, it is still read and loved by readers all around. It's a chaos of strong, tumultuous personalities captured in a memoir of four sisters who couldn't have been more different than each other, but complete, completing each other's strengths and weaknesses and empowering all around them. So I always, whenever I read them, I feel as if Meg, Joe, Beth and Amy are like north, south, east, west because they are like the four cardinal points. They are different from each other, but they can't work without the other three and they don't make sense without the other three. And in the books, then there's Marmy who adds a motherly atmosphere and Laurie, he's fun. So that's important in a book. Um, Mr. March adds resilience and Mr. Lawrence, he adds quiet bravado and metal. So the book, in the book, but that the book mainly revolves around the sisters, but it's a masterpiece. And I have to rank it at the top because I can't choose between The Count of Monte Cristo and this. That is an amazing book. Very different from Little Women. The Lunar Chronicles is like a riveting fantasy story that will keep you wanting more. Each book in the series puts a little twist on a classic fairy tale, such as Cinderella, Rapunzel, Little Red Riding Hood, but with more violence and adventure. It's set in a futuristic world that is inhabited, that is inhabited by various species and creatures. So in the book, it starts off with a massive plague that is going around wiping out all of the species almost immediately. The story is centered around Cinder, who is a cyborg that is kind of like Cinderella, and she lives with her stepmother and stepsister. After Cinder's stepsister comes into contact with the illness, Cinder is forced to volunteer for testing for the cure. This is by far one of my favorite sci-fi books. I'm not really into sci-fi, but I was just mind blown by the writing and the characters. It was awesome. However, the story becomes a little hard to follow as it progresses because the author keeps adding in a lot of new characters and there are just so many subplots between the characters. So I would have to rank it in a lower tier because it is not at the same laugh, like level as some of the other books, which I consider to be literal masterpieces like Little Women, Harry Potter. So like, I don't like sci-fi a lot, but this really sounds interesting. I, I would read this. I guess I'll just, I'll put this in my reading list. It's really good. And basically like in the in it's like a Russian novel because people keep adding weird characters with weird names and then you can't follow it, but it looks cool. I like Chronicles. And like the book, I like books that have a lot of um, books in the series. So you can just keep reading on and you are in the world. The chaos is what makes it beautiful. That yeah. makes it amazing. So my next book, it's really different. It's, it's like the polar opposite of the Luda Chronicles. It's influence. Yeah. It's influence the psychology of persuasion, which is like a book, which is, which has parts like you have sub parts and then you have parts. So it's really 
amazing but it's one of the best self help books and non fiction books that i've ever read so i've always been interested in the psychology of how professors uh, you know professionals trick you into being compliant and consumer behavior and this is a classic on that and it was recommended by my da- dad but i thought it would be boring but it isn't boring at all so it's written in a con- conversational way so you feel as if the um, author is having a conversation with you and it also has these amazing examples of real life people who got tricked into buying goods or got uh, who tricked others to buy their stuff and there are times when the author was also tricked into buying and what they think so it's really cool if you want to stay uh, be safe from um, persuasion psychology or become a great marketer i would recommend this best seller because it's considered a classic on marketing gimmicks and consumer behavior it's a terrific book i've read it a lot of times but i wouldn't rank it super high because not because it isn't great but because the others are a little too amazing to be any lower i guess i'll write i'll put it in definitely worth a read because i don't find it as good as the counter monte cristo but it's still a good book i'll put it in definitely worth a read So my final book is Stargirl by Jerry Spinelli. This is not a well-known book at all, but it's my all-time favorite. And it's funny because it's nothing revolutionary. The characters are completely average, but it's the way it was written and the feeling that they're just also normal and that's what makes it beautiful. And it's a true literary masterpiece. It's about a young girl who feels like an outcast, but she never lets on that she feels like an outcast, and she just embraces that personality and brings a level of brightness to everybody around her. But she never realizes just how special she is until we see it from the perspective of other characters. And again, this is a very common trope. However, the way that this author has done it really makes it like a literary masterpiece. I would recommend everyone to read this. So it is going at the top of my list. So you can say she's really a star girl, even though she doesn't know that. Yes, she is an a hundred percent star girl. I guess um, I saw that Disney Disney Hotstar has a movie on that. I guess. It's a movie or a series, I don't know. They do. I have never seen it because I've always felt that sometimes they don't do movies as good as the book and then Yeah. Yeah, they don't do justice to the books and then you feel bad and then you can't read it without thinking about the movie. I don't want to be picturing some foreign girl instead of my star. Yeah. But if you like uh, Little Women's uh, Redemption by Greta Gerwig, it's amazing. So I would recommend anybody to watch it because it's amazing. They add a bit of a modern tone to it, and now like it becomes something that every kid should watch because it's really good. Funny how two of our ten literary masterpieces were with Emma Watson. That just shows how talented she is. Yeah, I love Emma Watson. So um that was all for today. I had a lot of fun today. What about you, Dia? This was great. We should definitely make podcasts like this more often. I agree. 
So, if you like this podcast, make sure to rate, review and follow us. If you're listening on YouTube, please like, share and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.